0: The Superpowers of the Soul channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit SuperpowerExperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Blessings, everyone, and welcome back to Superpowers of the Soul. I'm your host, Amora Kai, and I am so happy you felt called to join us today for this super juicy conversation on divine feminine wealth codes and how to birth wealth from the inside out, even from our orgasmic energy with our beautiful guest here with us today. Someone who is super passionate about helping people free themselves from old, limiting, painful systems and to instead connect in with a feminine currency based on love and bliss. Today, we are blessed to have Dr. Amanda Noel joining us. Amanda is the founder of Aphrodite University, the premier divine feminine university and mystery school that helps smart spiritual women grow six and seven figure blissnesses. I love that blissness from their wombs, creating orgasmic wealth based on love. She's just an absolute delight. She's so refreshingly authentic with a heart full of love and a wealth of transformational wisdom that I am so excited she is here to share with us today. Amanda, welcome to the show, love.
1: Mm, Welcome. Welcome everyone. And thank you. Thank you so much. It's a delight to be here on Tickle Pink. Uh, (laughs) Oh, me too.
0: I can't wait. I'm excited. So let's start off with this idea of birthing wealth from the inside out and from bliss. Would you consider that to perhaps be a superpower of the soul?
1: I absolutely do. And one of the aspects of our wombs is that it's, it's a space where we don't have ideas necessarily from that place of efforting or I'm going to control something or I'm going to come up with something. Instead, it's more like something has come through me and I don't even know where it came from, but it's purely this blissful space. So yes, one of the superpowers of the soul is bliss. And I would say that a great symbol of bliss or an anchor of bliss is our sacral chakra. So that's the womb space area or the hara. And that's just a few fingers below the navel. It's a place that physically, if people have wombs that they can tap into. If we don't have wombs, we can tap into it. It's a place of creation of pleasure of power but not from that third chakra kind of like huh, warrior <laughs> space it's it's more of like being able to receive receive the gifts from the universe and the cool thing is is we're all masters of this we started with this from not just birth from our conception we came from two little seeds or a seed in an egg and look at us now we are totally miraculous so it's it's just so delightful to be tapping into the superpower and being more conscious of it and saying, hmm, how can we use it? How can we use our procreative generative energy that's been gifted to us from this higher place? And how can we use it at this time on the planet? So let's dive in.
0: (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to dive in so deeply into all of that. I love that you're talking about the power of receiving and differentiating between sort of what I feel is so many of us are taught to control to come up with to to Um, to force
1: to (laughs) work for it (laughs) hustle grind
0: (laughs) yeah the hustle and grind that's really
1: true Mm. this feels so much better this feels so much more delightful and there's nothing wrong with hustling and grinding as long as we are doing it from that conscious place from like oh this feels good like we can say when we're working out we can get into that flow state where we're sweating and our muscles are getting super worked and it feels good it's it's that space where we're in that effortless flow and we're we're pushing it's not it doesn't have to be one or the other like i'm just going to sit back lay back let it be all easy and we can have that receptivity coming through us as we're in our masculine going, creating, pushing, doing. So the goal is to find the balance really of feminine and masculine. And, and I always say that, you know, I'm I'm here to help you birth from the divine feminine and it's impossible to not our <laughs> masculine because they're <laughs> truly equals and they're always present together.
0: Mm, beautifully said. I agree. And so Do you work predominantly with women? Do you work with women
1: and with men? I do work predominantly with women, although things have been changing sort of just organically. I've had men come through basically through my husband. So I created Aphrodite University and it's been a dream for many, many years. And when I was single, I was like, this is going to be interesting because I know I'm going to call in my life partner. And when it happens... I'll have this pink, juicy sister community. And like, I I remember asking my different mentors that had husbands, like, how how is it with your husband? Or I talk to the husband, be like, what is it like to be on this retreat with 30 women and you being the only guy? And (laughs) it turns out I have this amazing partner. He's he's a former engineer and he's both fully in his masculine and he's also able to dive deep into his feminine. And he's brought in some really incredible powerhouse entrepreneurial friends and movers and shakers. and it's like i'm a I'm a high priestess twenty four seven. like it's just in my nature to help and serve. And so I have organically been helping some men, and it's just been so nourishing really for both of us. and that's what I teach as a healer is healer, heal thyself. The Chiron wounded healer is is something that I think we can, We have overlooked in the mainstream personal development world, coaching world, even as as shamans, you know, a lot of people are taught like, I have to be strong, I have to be a guru, I have to teach and not give to myself. And I believe that we need to heal ourselves as we heal, because we are, we are Mm -hmm. each other, you know. So there's a symbiotic healing relationship. Chiron was the 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 Greek myth, I think, where he got hit by a poison arrow. And in order to heal himself, he had to go on this quest to heal himself by healing other people. And once he healed other people enough, he was like, I have the antidote. For me, working with men just recently has been so healing for me because I, I have so much love to give. And a lot of the men that I've been attracting, they are finally awakening to like, they're taking off the masks. They're like, I don't have to be a workhorse. I don't have to be pushing, pushing, going, going. I deserve to have love. And so I'll often have men who are awakening into their more feminine side who are saying, I want to be loved. I want to be held. I actually wasn't nurtured as a boy. And for me, it's so deeply healing because I've always naturally been this sort of divine motherly energy. And it wasn't until I could really harness that and handle it in myself and offer it to my husband, but I had many, many decades of heartbreaks and pain and disappointment. So it's such a gift now mm-hmm. to be like, ah, I'm healing. I'm healing men, this medicine. And it's also healing to, to me in those places that I couldn't receive it before.
0: Mm, I can really appreciate that. I think it's beautiful that this is unfolding in this way. I'm so excited to dive more deeply. You know what, first we're going to go take a short break so that we can just stay in flow. So before we do that, Amanda, where can people go to find more information about you?
1: Yeah. So, for the women who are ready to manifest from their feminine, and you want to work in flow with the full with the moon cycles, actually every new moon, I have a money magic ritual, and it's a networking, a gathering, an event, and you can head over to Aphrodite University. So that's A P H R O D I T E University dot org forward slash new dash moon
0: beautiful oh that's excellent thank you so much all right everyone you are listening to superpowers of the soul here on the superpower network and today we are talking with dr amanda noel about unlocking divine feminine wealth codes in our lives and for those of you listening who are maybe feeling the call to start sharing your own light and voice in a bigger way perhaps through your own podcast, we invite you to come play with us over here on the Superpower Network. Head on over to superpowerexperts.com for all the info. For now, stay with us, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. The Superpower experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high-vibe connections, Superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for this super juicy episode. This is Amorakai, and if you're just tuning in, today we're talking with Dr. Amanda Noel about Divine Feminine Wealth Codes. So, Amanda, let's start there. Can you tell us what are Divine Feminine Wealth Codes?
1: Well, to be honest, only we can tell ourselves exactly what it looks like. And yes, we are tapping into this all the time. So, divine feminine wealth is under our feet. Gaia is probably the most abundant source, the being who has always been there for us and who is a symbol of this divine feminine energy that when flowing in sustainability when intentionally curated and cared for we we have an infinite supply divine feminine wealth is something that to me anyways the way i see it is it's coming from a deep place within our soul that is the same space as the womb where we were created where we were born from and it's this deep divine feminine divine motherly love vibration that can't help but give and when she's in her enlightened awakened self she realizes that giving and receiving are two sides of the same cycle and that in order to give fully we we have to or we do receive and so there's this sort of sort of in tune, inherent instinctive desire to give and be of service. And at the same time, we have to learn how to receive. And I know as a, not a new mom, but a mom of a two-year-old, I've learned that it, it is incredibly easy to give. When I was a new mom, it was like, I could just stay up all night looking at her and caring for her. And I had to learn like, oh, I need to make sure I have self-care set into my schedule. I have to take time for myself. Otherwise, I'll crash and burn and I won't be able to give to her. So the divine feminine, the probably the most prominent aspect to start with, if there is a start and we are in 3D timeline. So it does feel like we're collectively moving out of this over-giving Having no boundaries, having no boundaries with our mothers, having no boundaries with our kids and our employees, and you know, everyone out there, too, realizing ah, in order for me to really tap into divine feminine energy and to build my wealth, I have to be able to both offer and give, be of service, and offer and give and be of service to myself. And they're two sides of the same coin. So that's kind of. That's the the divine feminine wealth coin in a nutshell is being able to give and receive coming from from love and a higher power versus ego and greed. Mm. I love that. I
0: love everything about that. I love the energy of that. And in your experience, actually, I would love to hear, what are some of the most common blocks, if you notice them or interferences that get in the way from us
1: receiving in that balance? Yeah, there are definitely some patterns and I've worked with top millionaires. I've worked with women who are just scraping by and the common thread, the biggest challenge is feeling not good enough. Feeling like our divine feminine energy is something to be ashamed of, or that's lesser than, and feeling that need to get the accolades in mainstream society and prove and push and go, go, go all the time. So some of the women who, a classic kind of symptom of this in, in the woman who's in corporate, who's who's been on the high achiever track for years, is she'll go through a spiritual awakening. She'll tap into her divine feminine energy. She'll start becoming more sensitive, more empathic, more aware and it'll be really, really hard for her to shift gears and align with taking action and doing things that really honor her pleasure. It can be very scary. It can feel like, ah, I'm going to like crash and burn. I'm going to lose my, my money or I've been pushing so hard and working on adrenal adrenal energy to the point of burnout that if I, if I switch into my pleasure, then I'm not going to be able to produce. And so that's sort of the, I would call it the high end priestess challenge. And then I've been on the other side as well of the peasant priestess who she's following, let's say maybe more so her bliss. She is Tapping in, she's connecting to the earth. She's pre- perhaps going hiking every day and talking to tree spirits. She's going to, like I did, I went to festivals and Burning Man, and I was in my mystical mystery school. And I was developing all of these incredible skills and gifts. And I was, at the time, I was working as an esthetician, I was sort of an undercover shaman. I would give facials and create these amazing healings, and women would have these miracles and meet their husband. And if you maybe married in a few months and inviting me to weddings and having these breakthroughs. And yet I was terrified of being recognized for my work. And I I was actually really challenged to get paid directly for the miracles that I was helping them to birth. And so sometimes it's it's really two sides of the same coin, the story of the the high-end priestess or the peasant priestess. It's this deep ancient wound of the priestess of feeling like the the archetype of the priestess is, oh, we're a whore or we're weird, we're woo-woo. There's something to be ashamed of. And so therefore we should go into either like this overly masculine, overachiever, perfectionist archetype, or if we can't be that, then we just sort of give up and we live on the edge of town as the peasant who doesn't get to receive the credit and for sure not the financial credit that she deserves. So it's deep down the story of being unworthy, it not being safe to be empowered. It's not being okay to receive our divine birthright.
0: Mm. I hear this story over and over and over and over again Mm. in everywhere, everywhere. I want to circle back around because I love what you said about the difference between adrenal energy and where you're actually sourcing energy from or through. So someone who is really sourcing from their adrenal energy and sort of scared, I think you said, to switch their source of energy to pleasure or bliss, scared that that means they won't produce can you expand on that a little bit and maybe even give us an idea of, of what that might look like, feel like sourcing from adrenals versus sourcing
1: from pleasure? For sure. So the snapshot, the before and after. So the before is the woman who perhaps she has it all on the outside. She's got the, the house, the home, the husband, the hot shots profile, and yet she is burnt out. She isn't healthy. Perhaps you could have one of those mystery illnesses, adrenal mm-hmm. fatigue, or many of the different latent viruses, or, you know, these things that don't even have names. I had a dis-ease that was like, what is this? I don't know. <laughs> and then it cleared, it cleared and it was gone. And I was like, all right, I never knew what that was. But um, the, this f- deep, deep fatigue and just push, push, pushing, And sometimes I know uh, when I first got my, when I first went through a spiritual awakening, I got really, really sick. And it was like, all right, I can't, I can't go anymore. I'd been pulling all nighters and push, push, pushing and had perfect grades and graduated from Duke University and always wanted everybody to like me. And it wasn't just about academic success, it was kind of perfectionism, trying to be this perfect person. And I couldn't get out of bed. I, I got migraines and got just so so sick with candida that I couldn't move. And so it was like, all right, well, there's no escaping. We can't run away and, and perform into the masculine. So that that burnout place can also be a very deep psychological burnout. Who am I? If I can't perform anymore, if I can't receive these accolades, am I good enough? Will I find a partner? Will I... Enjoy the, my life anymore because there's sort of this addiction to perfectionism, and there is a level of fulfillment that's there and a level of confidence that comes. But when we are in that game, we're actually never truly connected to our souls. When we are, when our body is literally telling us, This is not sustainable, this is not fulfilling for me, it's also mirrored in the soul. This is not sustainable, this is not fulfilling. And eventually things do crash and burn. It could be a physical burnout. It could be, um, I've seen clients getting divorced and just having very disappointing ruptures in the family. Um, I've seen, even when people have these seven figure businesses, all of a sudden, what they're doing doesn't work anymore. Things they've been doing for years can explode. The spirit goes, it's time to wake the F up. This is your time. There's no doing this anymore. And it can be a complete awakening and a dark night of the soul and be very scary. And this is something that um, if it does happen, just know that you will get through it. And as you get to the other side, when you get to the other side, it's going to be even brighter and even better. So I'm going to I'm going to go to the other side, but first I want to say that there's no getting to the other side without going through the water. It's It can be an intense move from that high achieving adrenal go, go, go to get into our orgasmic pleasure and knowing who we are and receiving and being so steadfast in who we are and loving ourselves that no matter how much we make or what we look like or who we're dating or married to, we know that we are divinely wealthy and worthy. It takes time to get there. If we've been in this operative our entire lives, if we were born into high achieving families, or even if we weren't born into high achieving families, but we told ourselves when I'm wealthy or when I'm successful, I'm going to be happy. I'm then going to be loved. And we paint this fairy tale picture that ends up strangling us and becoming a constrictive nightmare that, that just never gets better. So the good news is, is that when we leave it, and our soul says there's never we we can't go back. Every single time I've seen when people take that leap and they move, either they make the commitment to to switch careers or they take time off and they do this healing work. They never look back and go, "Oh, I shouldn't have left that. I I really regret it." Or, "I'm not happier where I'm at now." There's always a breakthrough. And until we get there, it is freaking terrifying, that unknown, that dark night of the soul. But that's part of the initiation so that you can be strong and so that you can receive from a higher level. Now, the after, the receiving in bliss, the divine feminine wealth codes, what what it feels like is and this is where I want to really emphasize is, is I do say you know receive your seven figure orgasm but I always say with that our seven figure orgasm could be making $30,000 a year and living in Mexico and and feeling incredibly fruitful and traveling our seven figure orgasm could be making multiple six, six figures and having you know your dream mountain home like it, there's no one right way to do it it's more of a frequency and a lifestyle that fits you than a number. But ultimately, it's to paint the picture to tempt women and, and divine feminine men who are ready to receive and in more ease and get off of the hamster wheel and the grind is really time freedom, being able to set your own schedule, being able to work as much or as little as you want. It's being able to work with the people that you're excited to work with, and to say, you know, no, um, I don't think it's a fit. You don't have to spend your time with people that you're not excited to to work with. It's about doing what you love in the way that you love, giving yourself the permission slip to follow your pleasure and to create, even when you don't know if other people are going to like it. Ultimately, I believe that. The people here listening are probably here on a big soul purpose mission who want to make an impact and and it's not just about pleasing ourselves and and doing our own thing. It is about being of service. Of course, there's that connection and wanting to be in service and tempting other people into their their bliss as well. But ultimately, it's about creating relationships, whether it's a relationship to. The people that you're working with on your team, your clients, your students, your customers, your your product, having an energetic vibrational relationship with with your service, your programs, and ultimately having a relationship with yourself in the evolution of your your unfolding into your blissness, into your your wealth. Oh, and of course the relationship to money. And we can talk more about that because money has a soul and our own money has a particular frequency. And so, yeah, it's about really tuning that, tuning it up and tapping in from a divine space and and bringing in orgasmic bliss energy. So I talked a lot.
0: (laughs) You're a lot. It's so
1: juicy. It's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, it feels so
0: good. Yeah, I actually am enjoying this so much. And I love so much about what you're saying about the relationship aspect. I can't wait to hear what you mean when you're talking about tuning up the money. And money has a soul and money is energy. That's near and dear to my heart. I love hearing more about that. But you've mentioned this orgasmic energy a lot. Would you be willing to drop in
1: there for a moment? What do you mean by that? When you're talking about it, yes, that is a really good question, and (laughs) it is. There is a difference between an orgasm and orgasmic energy to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, for example, I had an orgasmic birth where this orgasmic energy was coming through my whole body, it was a Kundalini experience. And, and at the same time I was, I was experiencing a breech birth where they had to get the baby out super fast. Um, they had like a ninja move that they told me that they were going to do so, <laughs> natural mm-hmm. breach home birth. It was like, all right, we're going to make this, make this a little bit intense for you. And so I was having this, essentially my body was tearing open and my baby was coming through and physically I did know, I knew consciously, yeah, there's tearing, there's pain. And I didn't go into that. it was it was the most challenging moment of the birth. and it was like, and I'm still having an orgasm and i'm I'm laughing and I'm in joy. So there was a choice to really tune into the frequencies that were coming through. The way that I felt the orgasmic bliss energies was waves of energy coming from from the heavens on down through my spine and coming up from the earth. And this is something that I teach my students is meditation, grounding in with the earth energy grounding. Uh, connecting up to the cosmos and bringing the energy through. So it is is essentially operating on all of our cylinders, all of our chakras, our our energy is naturally doing this all the time. It's how, I mean, we have gravity, right? We know (laughs) our body knows exactly which way to ground down. There's an electromagnetic field that connects us down to the center of the planet. Otherwise, we'd be spinning off into outer space. But our energy is always connecting through this this center point in the earth and a higher space. And you know, you could call it the edge of the cosmos, or just for me, it's grounding into the ancient pathway or the the pathways that are built into our technologies and our human bodies and reawakening these. Now we've Heard about them from the yogis and the tantric mystics and these, these techniques are passed down in Egypt and different indigenous cultures of the world study these. But for me, I, f- I found out about the energy more Gnostically, meaning from my own knowledge, my own experience by having sexual experiences, a lot of which were with my probably my number one lover, which is me. I've been a lover to myself since I was 11 years old and discovered pleasure and orgasm and thought it was super cool that I didn't talk about it until much later because there's so much shame in the culture.
0: Mm.
1: But practicing these, these practices on myself, self-love practices, bringing in the energy, it was like, oh, like I, I can move the energy. So even just creating a space to study energy as you're orgasming being really intentional being really clear that you're not going to shoot it or lose it but to to claim yourself as sovereign and bring the energy through different channels if you're studying with a guide or a mentor it's probably best to learn how to meditate to learn how to bring your energy but it's it's also on the other side like we're designed we're designed to birth we're designed to have these kundalini awakening experiences and honestly i feel like we've there might be some some agendas out there to, to or or maybe we've just fallen off the track to have us forget about these things. I mean, just the fact that we live in a a shame culture that has told us sex is bad, or you know this porn culture, this extreme. Um, but ultimately, we are we have these light systems built into us, and I believe that the unfolding of the new earth is going to happen as we blend our pleasure, our bodies, our bodies, are templates, our are, are holographs of, of other systems. And if we are embodied in bliss and our banking systems are embodied in bliss and mother nature is running at bliss, like, whew, we're going mm. places. <laughs> so it does start in the body. It does start in the body. Mm. You know, my husband, if he had one
0: wish, it would be to just eradicate shame. And mm-hmm. it's um, wow, I relate so much to what you're saying. My own experiences with ecstatic birthing—I too experienced that with my births, with my daughter and yeah. you know, my son. And it's an interesting—it's an interesting journey. It was an interesting initiation. I was quite young. It was almost 20 years ago now. My goodness, and. In that surrender to the unknown, in that deep trust to some sort of almost like hidden, natural, archaic, I don't know, but somehow I was being told and I I chose to listen that this was natural, this was normal, this was going to happen. If I could just stay focused here and not looking out there so much and buying into you know, that sort of shame story. And in my experience of that, what awakened and what was possible and what felt so natural is very similar to what you're describing. And I haven't heard it described quite that way, that sort of cosmic energy coming down and that mother natural, mm, yummy feminine energy coming up and sort of mixing in the middle of me throughout my whole body, throughout these channels and waves was the most exquisite, ecstatic experience. And I can say that, I mean, both pleasure and pain were there, but they were not identified in me as pleasure and pain, as separate. And it feels like how you were describing giving and receiving. It's the same thing. It's two sides of the same thing. And they they melded in this just, yeah, this cosmic, orgasmic, amazing energy that was just in total flow. And it was miraculous. It really was a miraculous experience.
1: That's mm, so beautiful. And it's it's such an honor to share some similarities with the sister. And I think that as we have more women share about their births and give permission to make bliss the new black, oh my gosh, I think more and more women will have these ecstatic births. I was really blessed in my birth process. We found out that we were a breach. Um, I kind of knew like something wasn't quite right. Like I knew it wasn't going to be a normal birth. And, um, the more time went by, it was like, uh, you know, we tried to flip her so many times, but what was really miraculous. And I want to share this in the context of if the, if someone here is looking to make a quantum leap in their wealth is oftentimes we'll have synchronistic soul sister connections. And I know, Moraki um, you and I have been put together by some soul sisters in our tribe. And it's just so amazing how like synchronicity and flow works. But I I was really like, oh my gosh, I moved to Bali, Indonesia to have this birth and I can't have it because, and I'm, I'm super full and pregnant, you know, I'm a month away from the due date and I'm going to have to birth in hospital. And I just, oh, like, didn't mm-hmm. want that to happen. And so I was so incredibly blessed to have... A a soul sister that happened to be traveling through Bali. And I didn't know, I was getting emails. It was Deborah Pascali Bonaro, who she has an incredible movie called Orgasmic Birth and a documentary. And it was just really cool to watch all these women having births with orgasm. It blew my mind because I'd always <laughs> seen the movies where women were screaming in pain. And so yeah. sometimes we need to have new models to like reframe things and to show us what's possible and to ask them, what are you doing to have this? So I did a lot of preparation. Once I met Deborah, I signed up for her course and I got mentored by her. And it, it just I couldn't have done it without her. But I I realized then that there are always going to be angels on this side and the other side there to help us. We just need to look for those resources, ask for support. And I know a lot of times we will have these upper limit problems of, oh, I'm not worthy to receive support or, oh, you know, their program has an investment and I'm not used to spending money on anything but my education and I can't validate that this is worth it. Am I worth it? but there's always an abundance of resources for our, whatever we want to do. And I know I personally, I was I was struggling making around $4,000 a year in my business for about a decade, and it just was not working. And it wasn't until I was ready to say, I'm worthy, I'm going to invest in myself. And I signed up with a coach. It wasn't a huge amount. I remember it was like a breakthrough. It was like, oh, I'm investing $3,000. And it was a lot. And then it, it just worked out so effortlessly. And then within a very short time, I was ready to up-level and invested into a $16,000 program and really got kick-started and, and grew my six-figure business. And I, I love seeing women and I love seeing anybody to take quantum leaps, but I, in particular, love seeing women who are like, you know what, I'm ready. I'm ready to just break through that glass ceiling, the ceiling that perhaps has been in my lineage for lifetimes. lifetime, saying I'm not worthy of being wealthy or I can't be a spiritual teacher and healer and make money. Um, and, and I help women to create packages at the $10,000 level up to the $50,000 level. I haven't gotten up to the hundred K level and working on that, but we, we go incrementally step-by-step step. and it's like, every time it happens, we, we break these belief systems. It's like, Oh, they weren't even real. And that's what's <laughs> super cool. And that's mm-hmm. what excites me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love
0: it. Okay. So for someone feeling a little lit up, feeling ready, looking where to go, what would you recommend for someone looking to unlock that power to birth wealth from the inside out? Do you have something to to recommend for them to start?
1: Yeah. So I will give three, three pieces. The first one is having the right support. And I'm a big believer that we need tribe as well as mentors. If we're going to take a quantum leap, if you want to do it the slow baby step way, like, Fine, you know, go just in the flow, go on YouTube or um, go on the internet and see where the surf takes you. Um, But if you want really quantum leap change, you know, for me, going from four figures to six figures in such a short amount of time, I knew I couldn't have done it without the women in my mastermind. I knew I couldn't have done it without my mentors. So having a tribe and those who have already done it in their own way who can support you. Having the right support is huge. Part of it is it, it just tells our subconscious mind, you're being supported. You don't have to do this alone. And sometimes I'll have clients or students come and work with me and like, they kind of do do a great job on their own. They're very independent, but they just show up for that fuel, for that fire and that inspiration. So it doesn't mean that we need to have someone sit there and tell us what to do and Be in the old school teacher, you know, a (laughs) doctor-patient relationship. No, like you're you're a sovereign leader. And we all need support the best, the best leaders in the world. Like they're the ones, the Olympic athletes hire the the best coaches. So we we need support. That's one piece. That's huge. The second piece is really getting the right systems and, and structures dialed in. So if we're gonna be in our feminine energy. Feminine energy is like water. It's flowing. It's erratic. It has a mind of its own and it can go back and forth and change. And so we want to zoom out and and set up structures that are like, okay, what are my big picture goals? What, What is my marketing calendar going to need to look like if my goal is to support this many people in my XYZ program? And so... When it comes to blissness, I do call it blissness. And I made this commitment. I was like, I'm not going to do busyness. I'm going to do biz nasty. I don't want to do mainstream <laughs> business. I'm going to only do it if it's blissful. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it took me quite some some years until I had my money breakthrough. And, and it wasn't until I was able to implement a healthy dose of business structures, models and templates that were tried and too, true. So we have to balance. We don't want everything in our business to be like cookie cutter and just using templates that are what everybody is doing, the latest trends on Instagram or you know this, this one, right, one size fits all thing. And if we just create from our inner channel, from our womb wealth, it's like the water doesn't go anywhere. We need to have our support, our midwives. We also need to have like the place for the baby to sleep, the food, like we need to have everything set up and dialed in so that we can hold all of the growth of our wealth and our clients and our our bigness. It's one of the things that I see a lot of, divine feminine like even i have people that are making multiple 6 7 figures in corporate they switch out of those roles and they can really pendulum swing into almost like their their inner child archetype where they're like i don't want to do anything and like you look at their website and their website is like kind of like um almost like a four year old did it like where they're just like Talking about something, you're like, what are you trying to say? You know? And it's because they've been so restricted and so forced into these masculine structures that they they do want to be free and speak without any type of marketing copy. So we want to have that balance between, okay, what is practical, grounded, that actually has some tried and true results, and like what is magical and flowing and exciting so we do need to have some dose of healthy masculine logical structures and i would say the third thing that's probably the most important is to embody our bliss to give ourselves that sometimes i call it the pussy permission slip and i know some people get really lit up they're like what do you mean by pussy that's a bad word you know donald trump like stole the word and I was using this term years and years ago because I found out, I thought it was so cool that um, the word, the etymology of the word pussy comes from ancient Egypt. The sacred divine mother goddess Isis had the mm. spirit, the cat spirit guide. And of course, you know, that they use cats as, as powerful animal guides and, and past or past that or paset, past past all these different, um, you know, languages, if anything, it, it evolves, but it, it came down and it became puss. And then we got into the pussy. And of course it's, it's this cat, but it's also this, this feminine feline like energy that is intuitive and knows things and can guide you. And so really listening into our pussy power, our womb wisdom, that higher or lower intelligence that just coming from the body, you know, a lot, a lot of times, women say, you know, I thought I felt this way about this person, or I thought I should take this job or this opportunity. But when we actually get into our wombs and we move and we do things that allow us to get embodied, move this energy through, we can actually learn to listen to the answers coming from our, what I call our yoni or temple. Or in in Sanskrit, it's it's all it's, it's both. I love that it means both temple and vagina, but it, it also could cover womb and ovaries and female mm-hmm. energy. Super cool word. But yeah, the embodiment practices. So that's why I teach temple priestess dance. We use sound healing, we use drama therapy and expressive healing arts, because we can really get in our heads and say, I feel this way, and I think I should do this, and it's yeah, I shouldn't. And then when we actually come into the raw energy and we move it through and I teach my students how to do this, it's like, oh my God, there's something so much realer, so much bigger, so much truer, and often so much more abundant and attractive to opportunity clients and wealth. That's like a no-brainer. And the brain and the womb are connected. They're connected through the pelvic nerve There is a deep connection with our voices that are rambling all the all the time. You know, we can talk from the throat chakra, but our our vaginas are made of the same tissue. And so as above, so below, why not start from the below, the place that has this deep, deep connection to the feminine, to birthing, to Mother Earth, and allow it to come through from there and then grow into the goal. It it requires surrender, it requires embracing the unknown. But when we come from our bliss and we have these, these practices, Oh, including I do teach orgasmic practices, nothing to risque, at least for me, I don't consider it risque. It's all self-pleasure practices. My students can choose to use this with their partner partners, but having orgasm as a tool to really connect into our bodies and connect into universal life force energy. and, honestly, there's so much dark energy and dark, dark magic, I guess you could call it that's being used with the money system and sex trafficking and drugs and all this dark stuff that like, if the light workers aren't using the power of orgasm to code the new money systems, then we're diluting it. We're not using the full strength. So yeah, yeah. Um, I do. Oh. I do teach orgasmic manifestation of money and it, it does work. It's amazing. It's How I remember the first day my husband and I, we had an $80,000 day after we'd been struggling for many, many, many months. It was like, oh, (laughs) this stuff really works. (laughs) Oh, I love that. What a great story. And so
0: just before we, we start to wrap up this super yummy container for today, do you have guidance for someone who is maybe struggling to unlock that orgasmic energy for themselves as a place to start coming to work with you. What else?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So everybody has a different background and a different challenge. And the first thing to, I just want to acknowledge this person. I want to acknowledge mm-hmm. you for having the wounds and blocks that you have because it means that you're strong enough to break through them. It means that you signed up this lifetime to be with them, to move through them, to, to nurture the pain and, and move it into the pleasure. And it's kind of one of those ironic things that in order to have what we want, we have to surrender. Sometimes women and men are like, you know, I really want to have this orgasmic experience. I want to come, you know, I want to get off, I want mm-hmm. to pleasure. And it's when we can let go and let love, let bliss in in its its way that it's showing up. So it might mean indulging in in the shame and being there and sticking with it and being witnessed and and it might be something that feels unsexy, like crying. You know, I have mm. I have people that like I want to turn on my energy and we sit and we have a cry session and there's something from early childhood about not feeling good enough or being fat or walking in on father and having this horrible experience, like whatever, whatever comes up, bringing that to light. And that is, that is part of the alchemy and part of the process in, in the boudoir, in our business. If we're not willing to, to dive deep into those places and really hold them with love and know that, um, Know that they can be moved through. Then we we can get really stuck. But if we have the courage and we have the the support and the the light shining around us, we can move through everything. It sometimes does take a longer time if women have had severe trauma. And you know, I have clients that they've they've worked with therapists for years and um, they've experienced early childhood sexual abuse and other types of abuse it can take more time. And so being really patient and like a lot of my clients who have undergone those type of childhood experiences, they're now working in in healing paths so they can heal that issue in their clients. It's very much a part of their dharma. And so just be in love with the wound, like let it be and know that there's, there's always we can turn our trauma into treasure, our pain into pleasure, you know, the demon into a diamond, (laughs) the oyster, you know, with the pearl. we have all these metaphors, but they're for real. Like this Mm -hmm. is it. So, yeah. Um, And, and I work with women with many different, you know, I have the, um, I have a four-year program, actually. It's very intensive. It's the PhD program at Aphrodite university. I also have year long programs, but the quick and get rich quick, you know, quick, quick story is, um, have a couple of friends that, um, did a program a few years ago. It was like a two month program. And I think it was around $30,000, something like that. It was like, you got to push, you got to go. And they went both through the program. It totally didn't work out for them. They burnt out, were sick in bed, both of them actually. One of them had to get a surgery after; it was really horrible. And I remember looking at this this big, he's like this really high level coach, making million dollars, you just skyrocketed. And then I, I circled back with one of the women, and she said, "You know, I dated the coach, and even though he's doing super well, he actually siphons priestess's energy. And I was in an abusive relationship with him. She wasn't ready to come out about it." But we can tell these stories. We can look at mentors and guides and say um, they've got everything, or we can look at those millionaires and say, "Gosh, you know, like there's something wrong with me." We don't always know how people are are making their money, and sometimes those get get rich quick schemes are really, really masculine and too fast and can be actually kind of traumatic for, for us to try and force our, our wealth codes into our womb energy into so that's why I've, I've stretched out my programs I used to start with three month programs and then I built to six and then a year long and and now I have options but ultimately I've seen that when women can really take the amount of time that they need, to grow and not force it and say, I need to grow by three o'clock today, you know, like the plant, (laughs) plant, you know, but Mm -hmm. instead like I've got everything I need. I have my sisters around me. I have the tools, the systems, the, the mentorship and I, I, and I've got it. Then we can relax. So sometimes that requires us to get a part-time job or to continue on with a, a, a line of work a little bit longer, um, but I, what I don't want to see anymore is this culture in the personal development community where you've got to be this rich coach and you've got to push and hustle and grind and have the fancy house. And meanwhile, you know, I was in a mastermind a few years ago with a group of about eight women. Almost everybody was super burnt out. And they, the health coaches were all saying they, they had like severe health issues and the <laughs> love coaches were having relationships. <laughs> I was actually one of them. Me and my husband, before we were married, we went through a big interruption and we're human. Right, so you gotta, we've gotta love that and and allow it. But yeah, having having the slow support and everything you need as part of the the womb womb wealth codes is we need the water, we need the earth, we need the the sunlight, we need the air. We we need to feel nourished, and with that, we just naturally grow into our divine wealth flow. And the codes oh. are within you. <laughs> I love
0: that. Oh, what a perfect, perfect, perfect place to pause. That is so beautiful, Amanda. You are such a bright and beautiful light on the planet. <laughs> thank you so much. Mm. Thanks so much for being here for sharing your powerful wisdom, inspiring wisdom, so
1: generously here with us today. I enjoyed it. Oh, it's, it was my delight. I thank you so much for for running the show here and for letting me in the space and thank you all for listening i send you so much love and bliss and magic and we'll see you soon
0: Mm, yes indeed bliss and magic to all thank you everyone thank you so much for joining in with us today may it serve your highest possible good love and bliss please remember You can connect in with all of us over here at the Superpower Universe as well within the PLUS membership space if you're feeling called to go deeper. It's such a high vibe community over here with lots to experience, so many incredible people to connect with. Head on over to superpowerexperts.com to check it all out. And thank you for co-creating this exquisite container with us today. Until next time. Go within. Unlock your superpowers of the soul and use them to light up the world. All the love, everyone, and see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to SuperpowerExperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.